What's up, everybody? Welcome to an experimental edition of Hawk versus Wolf. Don't make it. We, what? Now you're scaring me. It's we have a be guest. Fun. We have a guest yeah. virtually. We have a guest online. We have a very special guest, Mr. Jack Black. It's huge. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you, Jack, for making time for us. Pleasure is mine. Are you kidding? My time is your time. <laughs> How is everything going in these strange days? It's going good. Uh, I sprained my ankle uh, on a Conan O'Brien farewell show. Hmm. And that was a that was like a few. That was a while ago. It was like six weeks ago. So I should be totally better by now. But I'm not. Because now I'm 52. And it takes me a little bit longer to heal up. And I got I some torn that. ligs, torn ligaments to the MRI. Oh, wow. And so I'm just taking my time because... My ankle is key. Uh, I'm not one of those comedians who just like writes brilliant jokes. I have to <laughs> dance and usually in uh, Speedos. And I wow. feel like America needs me at 100%. So I'm just taking it easy. I'm doing the physical therapy. But now that I'm talking to you, I feel like a total wuss because you've like broken every bone in your body and then you're up skating like the next day. Uh, uh, no, I, I'm ankles, not built ankle like you, ligaments dude. are rough. Yeah, when you that, said ligaments, we both were like, yeah, yeah, you should be sore still. Yeah, you, you should know just claim up. it as a skate yeah. injury because you do skate. <laughs> yeah, you I do. I do. I don't do like the things that I should. For how many years I've put into my skating, I'm not able to do the things I should be able to do. <laughs> but I you do have a mini ramp in your backyard. Instance. Ollieing uh, is overrated. Yes. You know? Ollieing is well. I would not say it's overrated. I was just trying to make I'm, you feel better. <laughs> I look at people who ollie, and I go, "Why? What did I miss? I missed some." But uh, you know what? It's a very proud day for me because just yesterday, my boy Tommy uh, went down to Atwater. You familiar with that skate park? Uh yeah, and, I think uh, so. I haven't been there, but I've seen photos of it. And ch check this if you can see. I don't know if you can see this. I want to show you. Oh, dropping in. You got it. He's never dropped in before. I don't know if oh, he's going to yeah. be able to do it. Come on, boy. You got <laughs> this. Terror. Oh! Hey! Wow, that was good. He's that already was... done. He's already done something I've never had the courage to do. That and, was good. Uh, it's wow, what you hope for. It's What's what that? you hope for your offspring that they can surpass you, that they can Isn't go further scary, than you did. Isn't it scary though when you do give them that freedom to try it, but you're still in the back of your mind like maybe I should tell him not to. Right. What if he gets hurt? Yeah, no, he's got this cut to chip teeth at the doctor. Yeah, there's always the little bit of fear, but you got to shove those birdies out the nest sometime. You do, yes. But at what point are you reckless? Yeah, it's a fine line. That's the line. That's the question. That is, yeah. That was great, That's though. The that was awesome. Question. Yeah, I remember skating the mini ramp with him, um, and he couldn't really even get to the top back then. How long ago yeah. was that? That was probably a year and a half ago. They put in some work. It was, was pre-pandemic times. Pre-pandemic. It was like yeah, right. So it was right years. before, right before the pando. Right. Um, yeah, we came up. Uh, Riley and I came to Jack's house, and we did a little. I saw that thing interview jam session yeah. playing video games. It was fun. That was a heavenly day, and Riley it was, was uh, very kind excited. of like it was. Uh, it was kind of what that that ramp was built for. It was a uh, it was bait. 
to get, <laughs> to get Tony and his son to our backyard. And by God, it worked. Finally, it worked. <laughs> that was heaven. Thanks and then fast forward to, what was that? Maybe eight, nine months later, we did the, um, we did the jam session at Mutato Music with Mark Motherbaugh oh, and wow. Josh Freeze. Uh, that was pretty amazing. That, that was, was like, if I were ever to imagine, you know, in, in um, Fast Times when Spicoli spends his uh, reward money on getting the Rolling Stones or Van Halen to play his birthday party. Yeah. I felt like that was it my was, birthday party. It was on level with that. When, you, when you're that close to rock royalty. I remember when I was in high school, one time I went to someone's backyard party and believe it or not, fire hose was playing uh, wow. last from the, from the, from the past. Yeah. That was like late eighties. Uh, there are, there are, um, skate video, skate video legends. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they did the song that not a skated to in the streets of fire. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, wow, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's some punk, uh, legitness right there. Yeah. That 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 was uh that was my 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 punk rock initiation days, <laughs> the Minutemen, Firehose, Meat Puppets. Those were the salad days. Those were powerful, potent. SST was uh, the label of choice of punk rock. Uh, West Side punk rock. We what had about really. The, what about your metal encounters? We were the we were the punk rock <laughs> epicenter of the world, like South <laughs> yes. Bay. Hermosa Beach, if you look at that burgeoning culture, it's right there with any kind of like punk, any kind of rock and roll renaissance that there's been. Because, you know, there's been hot spots all over the world. At a certain time, Seattle had it. You know, at a certain time, London has it. New York has it. But Hermosa Beach, SST. Hermosa Beach. Well, I mean, yeah, when it was like Circle Jerks and Black Flag. and Is that why Pennywise lives there? I don't know if that's why they live there, but they're born. Yeah, they're still living off the fumes of yeah, the nineteen eighties. They're, 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 they're a later rock. generation. Oh, they probably moved there for it. No, I think they just lived there uh, and became punk. I don't know, but what what Jason was asking is more: what about your metal roots? Yeah, because I saw you play a song, a little bit of a song with James Hetfield, where you introduced him, and then he jammed a little bit, and then you were like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna sing." a part of a Metallica song. And I was like, holy shit, dude, you are one-on-one <laughs> on one with James yeah. Hetfield doing the thing that, that's the thing that I would want to yeah. do more than anything that you can do on this planet. What is that like? And how well do you that know That was a moment and it was a, a, a sad event. It was a Chris Cornell's uh, memorial concert fundraiser uh. for, for a charity that he supported while he was alive. And uh, James Hetfield was there with Metallica and they were going to, they were going to go on and they asked me to go out and introduce Metallica. That was my job for the night. That's it. You and didn't so talk to like, James about making a song on stage. That was completely improv. That was all improv. So they wow. told me, uh, uh, they're, they're coming. Uh, the crowd is getting a little restless, Jack. We got to keep the night moving. Can you go out there and just stretch a little while and then, <gasps> and then introduce them when I give you the sign? And I was like, no problem. What do you think I am? I'm a pro. <laughs> and I go out there and I sing a little, uh, uh, sing a little sound garden and uh, talk a little bit about Chris Cornell and how rad he was. And then I was like, are y'all ready for the next band up to bat? 
And I look in the wings and the producer's like, no. Stretch. And oh, I'd man. already given my best five minutes of stretching. I didn't know that they were going to ask me for more. I'm not, I don't have like a deep well of material. I'm not a stand up comedian. So then I was like, no problem. And then I started to flop sweat and I froze a little bit. And then from behind me, I heard uh, uh, like a guitar chord or something. I looked back and there was James Hatfield just emerging from the steam from the clouds to save me wow. from just dying in front of the crowd. And I just went to him and I was like, dude, you saved me. Thank God. Ripcord rescue. And he just started playing one, yeah. but, you know, all from, from and justice for all, which is like my favorite song of all time. Uh, that's, Fucking brown down down down, shake it down 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 down, and then he went into the and I knew right where to go, and I just yeah, went right landmine. He went straight and, um, into it, dude. <laughs> so it looked great. like they'd planned it for days. I was like, whoa, <laughs> those guys collaborated on this. Yeah, that was awesome. And so we just did that little bit, and then the rest of the band came in, and I introduced them. And I knew that Kyle was in the audience. Kyle's my partner in my band, Tenacious D. Yep. And I lived KG, for Rage making Cage. Kyle jealous. Yeah. Rage Cage was in the in the audience, just green with envy that yep. I was partying with Metallica. Uh, and so we that was were. one of my happiest moments. And he he can play classical, right? Uh, James Hetfield. Oh, Kyle no, Gass. Kyle, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He's but I mean, classical. I can just imagine him seeing James, like, I could be playing that. Oh, yeah. No, it it, uh, it definitely opened a deep wound because Kyle was like, <laughs> I get that. I'm such a fan that I almost felt jealous. Like, even though it doesn't make any sense that I would be there, I was like, no, not an actual riff off with, like, you're <laughs> singing so with him and he's yeah. just like, yeah, man, I'll riff with it. I'm like, not even real. I remember a moment. Uh, Jason was, uh, he was doing some stuff for ESPN for a while during oh, X Games. Wow. And ESPN mm. had the Action Sports Music Awards sometime around mm. 2002, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And they, and a guy fell and, through on the red carpet and they asked me if I wanted to replace and, him. And he, and he got to do the red carpet and they were doing a huge award to Metallica just because I think it was almost like a made up oh, award. Yeah. Just it to was get like him there. the coolest music ever in action sports is Metallica, obviously. Yeah. And so he got to interview them. And I remember seeing it as I walked up the red carpet and he showed them his Metallica tattoos. This is 2002. And they were, they were rubbing his leg, seeing if it was, it was like, uh, yeah, Lars licked his finger and rubbed yeah. on it to see if it came off. <laughs> see if it came off. And I was like, no, that shit's real, dude. Cause I had a bunch of chains on somebody, a jeweler had given me a bunch of necklaces like iced out necklaces to yeah. wear i was like yeah i'll wear them so now i've got a do-rag and iced out necklaces on and then kirk comes up first and i'm like i'm the hugest fan and he's like really dude like gives me, <laughs> gives me an up and down and i go i swear and then i go to undo my pants and they're all three of them start to walk away because they're like dude you're not pulling your dick out on metallica <laughs> <laughs> and then I get my pants down and they see that I've still got my boxer shorts on. And then I pull that up and I, I show. And then James goes, he's like, oh, it's the whole thing. I thought I thought I was going to see Met and made a short penis joke on me. <laughs> and I'm like, man, James Hetfield is giving me a short penis joke. I'm kind of pumped. But that was I'm also, it. You made it. Yeah. But then I <laughs> that taught. That was his moment. That was I, his equivalent. The moment where I taught James Hetfield the rock lock. Oh, he yeah. He, he didn't, didn't know, know it. it? 
And then he I would have thought it. he invented that shit. No. And then he made me do it again when he saw me later on. He's like, what is that thing again? I rock was like, lock. rock lock, dude. Rock lock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You sealed it in. Yeah. You taught him and then gave him the booster shot. Yeah, on your way. So keep going, James Hetfield. Continue. Yeah. So my only yeah. James Hetfield story is that they played the Austin X Games and uh, my kids were there. And so we were super excited to go see Metallica live and we were going to get to go side stage or photo <laughs> pit. Yeah. And uh, I got to do a, a little interview with them beforehand. Oh, shit. Each one individually. What? Huge, right? And so then we all rode in golf carts to the stage, uh, like behind them. Yeah. And then uh, James gets on the mic. And, and as soon as he walks out, everyone's, and, and, and as soon as he kicks, I don't know what song he started with, but he's like, Tony Hawk, you left your headlights on in your golf cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good. Hell those yeah, are, those are our Metallica stories. There's some golden stories. How long have you been playing guitar, guys, Jack? M- me? Yeah. Well, I, I was a late bloomer. I started playing guitar around 23 years old. Wow. Uh, Kyle was my teacher. <laughs> I paid him in Jack in the Box and Weed. <laughs> really? And... Uh, yeah, and uh, he would that, okay. He, now, he would now the me. first albums make a lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> drive through. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that was real. It was those tacos. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we lost like 15 years of our life on the back end, but worth it. Delicious, delicious. <laughs> One dollar for two tacos. Oh yeah, my, um, I was when I was a kid, Jack in the Box all day. Oh yeah, those are go to. But I prefer to spend the one twenty five on the Taco Supreme because you get that little bit of salsa and and lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't done those in a while though. I really I realized life was too precious, and I need to needed to start taking better care of myself for longevity's purposes. Yeah, but you do have but, that wistfulness, um, right? But right from the beginning, like when I was twenty three years old, and we were we were uh, we were playing, and it's funny. I did say. Cage, have you ever listened to Metallica? And he's like, nah. And I was like, let me play you this one song. It's the best song in the world. And it was One by Metallica. So from, and then that led us to writing our own. Well, now it's time for us to write our best song in the world. And we worked on it and it took like a year because we were always stoned and eating tacos. (laughs) And to, to realize we can't write the best song in the world. But we yeah, can write, close. Can write about the best song in the world. To, yes. Yes. We can pretend as though we did and talk about how we forgot it. But um, yeah, so from the beginning, Metallica has been a huge inspiration for us. And, and, and throughout, you know, if you go further back before one, like Ride the Lightning, classic metal. Timeless. Dude, that's, that's all so powerful. And then, you know, the Black Album. Uh, doesn't get as much uh, love from the hardcores because it was like a big commercial success. Right. So people are like, nah, dude, I was there way before they sold out. But I say bullshit, dude. Black Album's got classic I agree. And I when agree. they go deep and they go beautiful, it's unbelievable. I agree. You know. I thought every song of that album was amazing. Um, What's that other song on there that's so... Nothing else matters. Uh, the ballad. Thank you. I can never remember words. Um, I ate too many tacos in my youth. I think it affected my brain stem. But nothing else matters. Are you kidding me? Can it be? It's finally full. And we're going to really enjoy the season this year. 
So naturally, we've talked, we've started thinking about uh, looking good and getting comfy and or slash cozy because uh, we're going places. We're going out there. We're getting out there and seeing people. Going to the office, grabbing drinks, uh, meeting with friends after work, uh, chilling around the campfire. I did that last night. Um, there's uh, and it's time to get ready with with some ferity clothing. They actually have not just clothing. I didn't know this, but my wife got sunglasses from them, and uh, I got a summer shirt because I summer's not. You might be like, yeah, it's not summer, but it is. It's super hot here. It got hot here now, so I don't. It's hot outside right now. I don't answer to whatever you're saying. It is. I just got my ferity shirt on, and my wife's sunglasses are actually really nice. I really like them. Um, they're the best quality clothes and, uh, wait, if you're searching for a flannel shirt, you ever wear a flannel shirt? Sometimes. They've got them. They've got some casual puppies, lots to choose from. Um, it's got a lifetime guarantee. I didn't know that either. Looks like it lasts pretty good anyway. I'm not sure I need that. But if you want a discount, 20% off. Wait, we can give you a 20% discount? Yes, we can. That's uh, one-fifth. So stock up on fall and winter clothes now. Head to ferritybrand.com and enter the promo code HAWK, as in Tony Hawk, at checkout. That's Stand- H-A-W-K. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I probably needed that. Uh, 20% off all the gear. So you can get some shades, <clears throat> get these like sweet shirts, and I guess they got flannels and stuff because maybe it's colder where you are. Uh, but that's Ferity F A H E R T Y Brand dot com. Use the promo code Hawk for twenty percent off, baby. Thank you, Ferity. Else, made and Tony Hawk here talking about uh, Manscaped. Tony Hawk uses it. We used it before they sponsored this podcast. True, we've been shaving this is a true stuff. story. It is. This is not a lie. Yes. Are we happy that Manscaped is sponsoring the podcast? Yes. Yes. But if they didn't sponsor the podcast, I probably shouldn't admit this, I'm still going to be shaving all my hair with a Manscaped. <laughs> even, if they, even if the owner of Manscaped said, you know who I hate the most in life? Jason Ellis. <laughs> You're still doing it. I'm still shaving my butt <laughs> with those things. Because they are the ultimate tools. They really are. Good, They've got good. it all figured out. I got one for the face and one for everything else. <laughs> you don't want to cross the swords when it comes to that stuff. Are they marked, or you just know where you keep them? Nah, one's got one's got. I have a blade. I have a a, a trimmer guard for my my face, so that trimmer guard one stays in the in the uh, on a stand right next to the mirror where my toothbrush is, and then I have the the down south blade <laughs> that's in my bag. That's that's in my like man purse bag. How do you charge that one? Uh, every now and then, if it goes flat, I just put it on the. I switch them out. <laughs> that's that's when that's when you're in the danger zone. Well, I keep them the, out. I keep the guard on, so uh, okay, know which one. Right, right. Don't ever put the one with no guard on your face, Jason. It was just somewhere else. Yeah, no. That's uh, if you guys want to get one, you could get that. You could get two if you're doing what I'm doing. But let me get let me hook you up with the call to action. Twenty percent off, my friends. Free shipping with the code Hawkwolf at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off free shipping with the code Hawkwolf at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. <laughs> Choose manscaped. Is that what it says? Yes. Your balls will thank you. That's what it says. <laughs> I'm trying to prioritize here. There it is. Manscaped.
how did they do that to sing that song and make that whole orchestrate that whole song from start to finish, knowing that you're Metallica? I mean, you really oh threw God. yourself out the window and was like, let's just do something. Like James singing yeah. was, yeah. I, I was like, what's happening to my mind? Love song. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> so um, Jack, I know you've told the story. We've discussed it, um, but mm. you were a pretty hardcore skater in the early 80s at a time when no one was skating. We were. We were. Yeah. I, ju- yeah. I just started like 78, 79, but you told me that you skated Upland and oh, what? Yep. that's a big deal in the skateboard world that you skated yep. Upland or anyone the skated pipeline. Upland. Yeah. Yep. I got, I got a tile. Uh, I was there in the eighties and uh, I was bad at skating. I was skating in the pools there, but I wasn't dropping in and I wasn't, I, I, I was just getting my sea legs and, um, and uh, there was a legendary day where there was whispers around <laughs> Upland and they were like, Tony Hawk. and a teenage Tony Hawk came in and everyone cleared out and made room. And you just took over the park for, for a, 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 a while and everyone just watched. And uh, he does that. But, uh, but it's funny yeah. you remember that because I, I was not an Upland local. So most likely I was not welcomed by the crew. That's so weird. I mean, I love your I memory it. of it. I'd rather run with it that way. But but for sure, I wasn't cool in the eyes of the Upland crew. Okay. Um, well, maybe. But, but I learned the, how to skate um, the that, ball. And I do wonder, did you skate that big smoked. ball? Uh, the What'd big ball. Did I, did, did I, did I, did what? Did you skate the combi, the big, the big pool there? I dipped my toe in all of the all of the parts <laughs> of that park, but I did not. I, it wasn't a proud, and I actually got uh, injured. I hurt my wrist uh, at that park, uh, uh, just you know, trying to grind. Uh, and uh, I never really recovered. To be honest with you, this is going to turn into a, a sad confessional uh, of my my weakness of character. But there was a turning point there where I was like, okay, that hurt. And it, 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 it I never got like x-rays or MRIs or anything, but it was like, I know something went wrong there. And, and, uh, and I, I was like, okay, I can, I can work, do the work and heal up and go back, get back on the horsey and, and try to drop in and do all the things. And I was like, nah. And from then on, it had just, it just became like my mode of transportation. Uh, and then I was a skater only in, in to, for that function of getting around town. Yeah, but that says but, a lot uh, because uh, people do – I hear stories all the time where people get hurt one of their first time skating, and that's yeah. it. They, they, they throw their skateboard away or their dad makes them break <laughs> it, and, and it's, they never touch it again. So there's something to be said. Depending for, on who you are, you know, sometimes it's not that bad of an idea to stop. <laughs> true. Some yes. people – Get hurt so much and they're never going to get anything out of it but pain. And if they're like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, man, I'm a soul skateboarder that goes no. to hospital three times a year. I don't know. Maybe you should stop and like start a band or something because it doesn't seem like this is working out. True. But, you know, in my mind, I did think about you, Tony, when I got hurt. I was like, man, I bet Tony's dad is a skater and taught him all the ways of how not to get hurt. I bet Tony's dad <laughs> taught him the right way to fall and the right way to like, oh, you skid on your knees, yeah, you I never wish. get hurt. And I, and, and I just assumed that you never got injured. But I know now that that's not true at all. You got, you got 
mangled, but you just like, you, <laughs> you powered through. I actually, there, there was a time when my dad had brought me to the hospital so many times before <sighs> I was 12 that the doctor pulled me aside out of the room to ask if there was something I needed to tell him. Oh, oh wow. You thought your dad did it? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That happened. You got pulled aside because do we need to call Child Protective Services? Yeah. yeah. I didn't understand oh, what he was talking like, about. I just, I was teenagers like, teenagers are, are not supposed to be like evil Knievel where you keep on yeah. coming in for broken bones. I think, I think that it, the conversation <sighs> ended when, when he said, well, what did you want to tell me what happened? I was like, yeah, I hung up on a rock and roll. My front foot came off and then I hit the flat bottom and got hung up and got knocked out. And all those words just meant, okay, it's not his dad. Right, because it was yeah. such a real story. Yeah, it, it was like, like clearly I knew what was going right. on, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going back tomorrow to figure yeah. out how to make oh that shit. <laughs> but that's a key to success right there. And you already had it when I, you were 12 I guess, years old. Yeah, or just, or just stubbornness. There was another time also where when I, when I was a kid way earlier that uh, I used to bomb the the hill where I lived in Hermosa Beach on 20, 25th Street. And um, it was a pretty steep hill. But uh, I one time I got the wobbles and I couldn't get out of the wobbles and I just bailed and I like and I fell onto the pavement and like rolled for a while and, and got uh, a couple strawberries, one on this hip and like a little pizza knee. And I was never again will I will I bomb a hill. Cause I had, so, so I have this love hate relationship with skating where I love to do it, but I do also have terror of <laughs> I can never get the wobbles again. I've gotten the wobbles a couple of times. I'm sure that there's like techniques. It's like, no, if you start to get the wobbles, what you do is you put all the weight on your back foot. No one was ever there to tell me what to do in these danger situations. Speed wobbles. Tony, are, what do you do but, when but you get the wobbles? Kinda, they're they're mostly irrecoverable. I was gonna say what you should do is sure you put most weight on the front. You the front, to, yeah, front yeah. is what keeps you but, more steady. But it's never in my experience that's never fucking worked. Like when I get speed wobbles going down a road to the just, point where I have to go, eject. oh no, I have to lean on yeah. the front. I'm about to eat shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of it. It should, it should just be abort mission, jump off before. Yeah. It, yeah, you should well, have stopped. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. you, but you get to that point of no return where it's like. No, now I'm at the point where if I jump off, it's too fast for me to run. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to yeah. run at this speed. And there was one time, I swear, there was a guardian angel looking over my shoulder. I was coming home and I had my backpack and I was coming down the hill to my house and I started getting the wobbles and I was like, nope, it's, it's too far. And I'm, I'm going to fall. And I was like, if I aim and I dove and there was like a long strip of grass that and oh, it was like freshly watered. I slid, I swear to God, like 30 yards. Saved your life. Grass totally saved your life. I did the exact no same thing. No injuries whatsoever. That's wild. You had the same thing? The same thing. Coming home from elementary school, uh, there's a big hill, and I just decided one day, like, I got this. I could do this. And I never had actually experienced speed wobbles before. And then it started wobbling, but luckily- basically the one side of the, the sidewalk was the street and then the other side was grass. So I had grass the whole way, but I didn't consider that a safety option, but I did the same thing, just dove into it and Pete rose my way to safety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It you know, was, when, uh, it was one of those times where I wished cameras were rolling. Cause I know the comedy was intense. <laughs> I had For anyone seeing to- my backpack dive. I had a friend try to bomb a hill uh, switch because that was really hot at the time. So you said switch instead of bombing it backwards. Yeah. And he got speed wobbles halfway down and fell off. And I was bombing the hill next to him going forwards. And when he fell off and started grinding his flesh off, 
I was right next to him just looking at his face. <laughs> Watching it disappear. Yeah, and he was looking at my face and I was like, wow, you're like being burnt alive almost, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing anybody could do. There was nothing I'm not... I can't get you. Yeah, I can't reach out or anything. I was just like, wow, that looks like it really hurts. And that was that. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't get sympathy wobbles. You were like, no, I'm smooth. I'm good. Later. (laughs) Sympathy wobbles. (laughs) Does it make you feel better? That would have made him feel better. He would have felt way better. Man, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I just kept kept going. Oh, man, that is all sympathy wobbles. That is so good. So, Jack, I got to tell you, uh, this is, I, I don't know how this came on um, a couple months ago. I was watching, uh, falling asleep to something, and The Jackal came on. Oh, man, movie. that was my question. It's so funny. And I remembered that that was the first time I ever saw you. And I thought, who is that guy? It feels like he's way cooler than any of this stuff. Yeah. I, there was something about what you were projecting. It was like, oh, that guy, that guy's like, he gets it. He's down. And it's weird he's in this movie. Yeah. Did With Bruce like Willis. With Bruce Willis, yeah. Yeah. Was that your first that, big role? That was a cool gig. Was he nice? Um, Sorry. Uh, he, he was nice to me. He was nice to me. But, um, you know, he's a big star. And, and, um, and it was... Uh, there was a couple big star moments where it's like, wait, where's Bruce? Um, I'm, I've been waiting in my trailer all day. And they're like, oh, he took a quick trip to uh, uh, get some lunch. I was like, what? What do you mean a trip? He just jumped in the jet. He went to Paris for, he wanted to grab a sandwich from, uh, for lunch from a, a special place. Cause we were in, but we were in London at the time. So it wasn't that far, but still, still it was like, that's why everyone's waiting. That's a Because he went man. to get a special baguette sandwich. He could only get in Paris. Is that what happened? <laughs> I shouldn't talk out of school. Uh, that's uh, the way hey, I, I remember I, it. Just, just to clarify, I met him. He was super cool. Yeah, I met him at an event. He was, he was uh, down. I, look for the actors that are on. But that, that is amazing. That's, that's an not that cool. Move. But it's also <laughs> cool. If I'm Bruce Willis's friend and I know that he flew to Paris to get a sandwich, he's a he's a gangster. That's he's a gangster guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, that's a good sandwich. Uh, uh, yeah, at that level where it's like, look, the only reason we're here making this movie is because I am bankable, and that's why they paid us off. I'm gonna take this day to go to get a sandwich. Everyone's just got to go. All right, cool, cool. We'll <laughs> yeah, see you when you get back. Wow. Thanks for the job. You got us all this job. It's a great movie. Um, Thank you, kind sir. Yeah, it was it's fun great. to yeah. do. Yeah. Although I, I must it. say that when I was running through the swamp, when he yeah. was going to shoot me with that <laughs> he gigantic off, right? gun, yeah. yeah, I got so exhausted on the first take. I was like wheezing. I had a little asthma attack, and and I was like, and the and the director was like, "Great, we got to do it again. Let's go again as soon as you're ready, Jack." And I was like. <laughs> And I went back to my my uh, little tent to to take a little breather. You didn't go to Paris and, uh, to get a sandwich. Said, do you mind if we do another take with with the stunt man? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And and the stunt man did did the take and just pretended to be me, and it was following him from behind. And uh, if you see the movie, a, a lot of that is my stunt man. I have to give <laughs> my stunt man uh, props for that that run through the swamp. Can't was take that your full first- credit for that performance? Was it your first experience on a big production? 
Uh, yeah, on a big action movie. Yeah. Before that, I had done only a couple little indies like Bob Roberts with my buddy uh, Tim oh, Robbins. Yeah. That was my first mm-hmm. film. And uh, a, a couple little gigs here and there. But um, yeah, so that that was like uh, my first taste of of the big leagues, the big, you know, blockbuster budget movies. And that was pretty fun. Um Except for my swamp, my swamp exhaustion. <laughs> what do you think was was the the breakout role? Definitely high fidelity. Yeah, um, but you it was really tenacious D. Music, right? Uh, yeah, but it was tenacious D that was the stepping stone because we we got tenacious D going. Me and Kyle put put out uh, we, we, some little episodes on HBO, and then uh, my buddy John Cusack. Uh, from the actors gang was like, Tenacious is so funny. Will you be in this movie that I wrote called High Fidelity? I want you to play this crazy uh, dude that works in the record store. And I was scared to do it because I was like, yeah, well, I'm really trying to rock with this band Tenacious D. And I feel like if I do a movie about rock, it's going to take away my cred as a rocker. Oh, and wow. And so I... I turned it down like an idiot. What? But then John was like, don't do this. I'm not going to let you turn this down. You're an idiot. This is going to be a great opportunity. We got this Stephen Frears directing. It was one of my favorite directors. And it turned out I was just scared. I was scared to fail. And it's and a I had to face, book. It's a great book. Yeah. So I had to face my inner demons of fear because it was kind of like the wobbles. Like I was afraid I was going to beef it in front of all my all my, my peers. See, I was going to say, gonna he talks suck. about how he chickens out of skateboarding, but he's one of the greatest singer actors of our time, which means that you had to go through tons of trial and error and fear and rejection more than a lot of skateboarders. So you are uh, a very courageous man. Just not, Thank not you. so much. I'm glad we bowl. came around back to my, my cowardice. And yeah, it's not, <laughs> I, I do have my, bra- my brave moments. Obviously, and, I mean, and you're, walking, laughing, but... you're literally walking the walk with a sprained ankle. Yeah, that's right. That's was right. That, ligaments, Tony. Was that from a? Was that from rocking too hard? It was. Uh, it was from comedy. I was. I was going uh, on the Conan O'Brien farewell uh, episode, and uh, we had a comedy bit where I was gonna come out and say, uh, I love you, Conan, and now I'm going to rock for you. And I was going to sing a goodbye song to him. And then during the singing of the song, I was going to like get a, a, a fake injury. And I was going to ah, oh, my fucking Achilles tendon. I'm, I'm out. And then they were going to get like fake paramedics to come and get me and take me to the fake ambulance. And and then as they were driving away, I bust open the doors of the ambulance and say, no, I can't let down my friend. And I'm running back to the theater and I bust back in and I finish the song, the farewell song. But as we were taping the pre-tape of me running back from the ambulance in my Speedos, by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, <laughs> I actually uh, rolled my ankle. I stepped on like an uneven piece of sidewalk and oh. I rolled my ankle and tore the ligaments right there and for real while <laughs> the it's irony. so weirdly meta like the gods of comedy were like no you cannot fake this for the farewell episode you must get real injured <laughs> and i rolled and i went down and i knew that i was screwed and um 
and it hurt so bad. I went and I got the, the MRI or the, yeah, the MRI the next day. And I'm like, yeah, you can't, you got to take it easy. And I was like, but can I sing? And the doctor was like, you can sing. And so I, I went to do the farewell episode with Conan and I did sing, but we didn't do, you know, obviously the fake injury and all of that comedy bit, but, uh, it turned out to be like a really good farewell to, to Conan because instead of pretending to get hurt and then heroically coming back and finishing <laughs> the did. song, yeah. I really got hurt and then heroically came back right. and did the show anyway. It was much I hope you made more him well dramatic. aware of that. Oh, he knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> he will, uh, I will, I, I keep it in my back pocket. My Carl Conan in case of emergency. You owe me. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah. uh, Jack and I have crossed paths a few times over the last few decades, a couple decades. And there was uh, Tenacious D played the, was it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 party, 3 party? Yeah, it was 3 or 4. Like the rap party just for the employees. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it was 3 or 4. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, rem- I can't so remember many. shit. He's got so many, but- it's hard to keep up. I do remember loving playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater and going to that party and playing. And it felt like we were playing to skate royalty there too. It was pretty rad audience. Uh yeah, all the all the skaters there too. It was that was amazing. But you guys did you guys did the full set, all the, the video stuff, like the the segues, the acts. It was it was amazing. Um we uh yeah, we probably played too much. That's always been our Achilles heel, is that we uh we never leave them wanting more. We always go full <laughs> guns a blazing, like it's our last show of our lives. Always. Yeah. That's how I feel like that's what I do when I skate. I'm just like, this is uh, gotta give everything. <laughs> um, so there is a. I don't know if I've ever told you the story and or or formally apologize, but you and I were both in Wellington, New Zealand, at the same time. Yeah. And you were shooting King Kong. And somehow we were in touch at the time and I was there for a skate demo yeah. um, with uh, Bucky. Yeah. But it was, the, and, and I kept saying like, oh, let's try to connect. Let's try to connect. And I think it was the day I arrived and we were emailing each other and I said, oh yeah, they're going to, um, the, the skaters are, I thought there was some VIP thing, like a, a VIP bar they were going to. And yeah. I said, oh, they're all going to this bar or whatever. And it was the day I arrived right after we skated and I fell asleep and, and then I woke up and it was like midnight or something. And I think I caught a couple messages from you like, oh, are you still going? What's going on? And then I found out later that he went and it was like, I threw him to the wolves because it was just the bar that everyone was going to. Oh no. And, and he I, just went there. And he went, do you remember that? I have. I wish I could remember. I have no recollection. Because I, I sure, so the next day, because sure I still I wasn't. You, you didn't. You, you know, we were our obviously our schedules were out of sync, but uh, you didn't reply. Like I didn't, couldn't tell if you had actually gone. And so I was like, ah, he probably didn't go. You know, because yeah. he's waiting for me to find out if he was gone. And then I went the next day to the same event, and they're like, dude, you missed Jack Black was at the bar last <laughs> night. You missed him. And another guy was like, hey man, Jack Black was looking for you last night. And oh. I was like, oh. Fuck. Oh god! So, I I don't the, I don't want you to spend one more instant feeling <laughs> guilty about that 
Because it is lost in the sands of time entirely. <laughs> but I just want to say, Along I apologize for that. Ninety percent like, of all my memories. But the irony, well, the, not the irony, but the, the funny thing is, just that, that I was so excited that we were going to connect because I don't think we had actually connected yet. And I was like, "That's yeah. so sick! I'm gonna go meet Jack Black. That's awesome!" And then jet lag. How could you idiot. fall asleep when you're gonna go to a bar it's with Jack it's Black? Because I was just arrived in New Zealand. Yeah, I'm the idiot. I did. I, I think. But I, then we've I, had so many great times since. We then. have. Yes, absolutely. And and dude, um, we formed a band since then. Oh, we yeah, made Kyle Devo. jealous with with our band Black Hawk Down and Black Hawk Down. What? You can never get well. Now I'm that's getting what, jealous. Okay, now when, when we went that's to what his we house, could, no, that's what we called our band when we we jammed in my basement after Tony and, and his son played. He was uh, jamming. Uh, was your son was playing drums? Yeah. No, you were singing. Your son was playing drums. My son was playing guitar. Riley. Yeah, Riley. Oh, and, awesome. then, and then he put me on his keyboard. I don't play and keyboard, you were keys. so I'm just playing notes that I think are matching what's going on. I think it's on video, right? It's on video, yeah. It doesn't sound like yeah. you're doing a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know. Sounding like you're all a part of it. I think it's on video. I don't know. I've removed some of the videos for reasons I can't go into now. <laughs> but I will say this. That one probably is on video. That was that the, one, the uh, that I know one the might other have been thing. Safe. The other thing is you know probably the other removed. Thing. Yes. Yeah, we can't even talk about the other thing. But I will say this. Um We've shared magical times. Yes. And whatever thing we missed in, in uh, New Zealand, uh, I forgive you. Because it's like the <laughs> other side you. of the universe. New Zealand, it's, if you're ever going to get jet lag, it's going to be L.A. to New Zealand. It's yeah. literally And Wellington, because you got to go, go deeper than Auckland. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Wellington. But, thank you. but I, I remember to having the best. Wellington was heaven. I love New Zealand no and Wellington. Way. Dude, it's King so amazing. Kong, living it it's, in it's, Wellington. It's Lord of the Rings, right? You got to be careful, though, because there is zero ozone. So if you spend like 20 minutes in direct sunlight, you will instantly get cancer and die. But <laughs> other than that, gorgeous. That. It might be because I had the Peter Jackson red carpet. And I was like, when I got to Wellington, I was like, where am I staying? Am I staying in a hotel? No, no, we got you a house up on top of the gorgeous hill uh, overlooking Caraca Bay. It's like like a house made of glass that Peter Jackson hooked me up with. I was like, okay, I want to just live here. It was so beautiful. I remember a lot of wind. I can't believe that that you're saying, no way. New Zealand, why do you think New Zealand wouldn't be heaven? (laughs) I but thought it was, was very windy. Eh, I thought it was boring. Oh, windy Wellington. Right. That's yes. the thing that, you know, it's the same thing they say about Seattle. It's like, ugh, it rains all the time. It's horrible. Everyone commits suicide. That's a, like a thing that people in Seattle, a, a rumor they start to keep people from coming. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no, heaven. No, I, it's a I, gorgeous I emerald wind. city. That, that's what I remember. Huh. Wellington's got a little wind, but it's yeah. a little slice of No, paradise. it was amazing. It was, it was an awesome time. Um, <laughs> wow. I skated a skate park in Wellington once and only one person came up to me and he had white gumboots on. So I guess that there was like a meat killing place real close. Cause this oh, guy God. had like, to the skate park. He had a white trench coat on and white gumboots and he looked scary as hell. And then I told some local that I skated that skate park and he was like, nobody with your complexion is supposed to be down there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, it's where all the uh, Mary gangs with all the face tattoos, like they, oh, they wow. all hang out there. He's like, were you by yourself? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, because nobody goes there. 
<laughs> my mum just dropped me off there for like two hours by myself. Wow. I had no idea. That's an intense New Zealand story. I he's bet got, he was... So he's uh, got, he, He's got a story about people rushing the ramp with machetes. Not in New Zealand. Oh, wow. in Australia. But in Australia. Ramp. For yeah. real, that did happen. Wow. Yeah, commission flats across the road. You, have... thought, you thought Upland Pipeline was dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is I would have been way more intimidated by Upland Pipeline because those are my peers that would have been angry at me. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, I'd be like if Christian or, so, or you know, I mean, whatever those Selba guys were not cool with me, I'd be scared and heartbroken. These were just yeah. like a bunch of kids that were like, they had no life and they, you know, I mean, they had machetes now, like sick of these guys over here riding that half pipe. Let's all chop them up. <laughs> so oh. it was more of just a run. Just running where, and where, in, where in Australia from? Melbourne, Australia. Love it. Love Melbourne. I bet you. Tenacious D, times. we had a great uh, 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 a concert there uh, uh, at uh, Luna Park. Yeah. We did, a new, we did our only New Year's Eve. We did a New Year's Eve concert there, and we were really freaked out because we'd never done a New Year's Eve concert. I think it was like 2002 or 2003, and we were like, dude, they're going to be drunk as hell out there. It's yeah. going to be a rowdy crowd because New Year's Eve, people party. And yeah. we're like, I don't know if we're going to be able to handle this raucous, drunken crowd of, <laughs> of maniacs. And we're like, I know what to do. Let's get drunk. Fight fire with fire. No, that's perfect. And we They'll went out you. there drunk as skunks and they were drunk and we were drunk and we just had the best concert ever. Yep. And then I watched it later on tape and I was like, <laughs> we were so drunk. We were playing like shit, but it didn't matter because <laughs> we were just, we were in the spirit and it was right. a really amazing crowd. Uh, dude, Australia, some of the best rock crowds in the world and and Melbourne, it's like the cooler side of Australia because yep. everyone goes to Sydney and it's yep. a gorgeous city, yep. big bustling metropolis. Yep. But if you know what's up, That's you're right. down at Melbourne. Melbourne's it's way more bohemian cool. yep. where the kids go and the yep. you know, the culture in the you know, the artists. Yeah. It's not so mainstream for sure. It's like London to Manchester kind of in the uh, to 80s. me, it's like a little bit like I think Sydney's like LA and and Melbourne's like New York, but Melbourne's just smaller. But it's definitely like a lot more. Yeah, they think they're sophist more sophisticated. That's for yeah. sure. Whether they are or not is maybe wrong. Hey Jack, did you see uh, that there was some? I think it was one clip or two School of Rock that started making the rounds again recently. No, what, what, what clip? It was pretty cool. Is, is there a clip floating around? There's a clip a where, where, where it's so, you know how something just arises all of a sudden on, on the Twitter or yeah. on Instagram or something where, where people are like, this scene was such a big thing. And then people oh, just yeah. start. So it was a scene when you're telling the girl about uh, Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah. And Miriam. Miriam. Yeah, and then she's people, a great, people were singer that now. clip was like people now are, are saying this this moment in that movie changed my life. Huh. Oh, that's rad. Um, well, it was from the heart. That. You know, it's true because I've always struggled with my weight, and uh, that confidence uh, can be shattered at an early age if you feel like you know you're you're not. Uh, built the way you're supposed to be you don't look the way you can and you you have shame that you can't control your hunger and 
you got want to eat alone so no one can see. And if you can get someone to give you a little confidence, like I remember seeing like Meatloaf and some other like rockers who were like heavy and didn't give a shit. It was like <laughs> such a great. And I wanted I wanted to make that scene give if it could give some kids some some confidence and not feel so crappy about themselves. And I'm glad that it touched. Uh, it did. I mean, there, I, I saw. I, I just saw how people vibes. were just jumping on it. Like, yes, I, exactly that uh, yeah. made me feel okay and made me pursue my dreams. And it's just really cool that that it felt like it was a more of an organic scene and oh, one good. that only you could have created. So awesome! Uh, I love it. You know, big ups to Mike White who wrote that movie, and he wrote that character for me. He he he. Uh, he came up with that whole idea, the, the concept of the School of Rock, where it's this like uh, schlubby um, kind of <clears throat> loser rocker, wannabe rocker, gets a chance to 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 rock in, in, in that in that school. And he's a rad writer. He just did this show. Did you hear about this show on HBO that just came out? Um, the White Lotus. Yeah, I've been watching yeah. that. It's the greatest yeah. father, son, daughter, son for me because I've got a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old. And every yeah. time they have a conversation where the kid isn't interested in the father and the father's trying to, like, be a part of their lives. Yeah. But it shows, yeah. like, the perspective. Because as a dad, like, with my daughter, she's 16. She doesn't want to hang out with me. And I'm yeah. like, you know, come on. Like, let's go to dinner. She's like, oh, dinner, like, with you. And I'm like, <laughs> man, do you know how much that hurts? Yeah, you know, yeah. But I can't yeah. say that. Yeah. But then they show in, in you know, like, relax. To me, I, a lot of times when I'm watching it, I go, relax, Dad. You, you know what I mean? You're there for them. That's all that matters. Like, it'll come around. But right now, yeah, you're totally uncool. No matter what you do, yep. no matter who you know, you suck. <laughs> yeah, he really captures that disconnect, yeah. that generational gap. It's amazing. Where, you, you know, the parent really wants to have a connection, but it's just uh, there's something in the way. And uh, it's dark and twisted. And it's just like about privileged families going yep. to a resort in Hawaii. So it makes it you not like want to go to Hawaii. That's not going to be a movie. That's not going to be a show I want to watch. That sounds like dark and uncomfortable, and and it's just great. Yep. The writing is so good and so funny, and the characters are so good. But big ups to Mike White if you're out there, right, School of Rock, and still rocking all these years yes. later. So yeah, he did a he did another movie that I know Mark Mothersbaugh um, did the soundtrack too. About this dinner party where, I don't know, it kind of goes awry. I can't, I don't remember the name of it, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's always like dipping his toe. He goes back and forth between like big hit stuff and then a little indie weird stuff. I love that. He's and where, always where, doing something interesting. Where are you placing your focus these days? Lately, I've been doing, well, during pandemic times, I've been doing a lot of voice work, uh, do, do, doing some animations, uh, Doing some tenacious D, we got uh, we got some some uh, cool stuff in the works right now because it's our twentieth anniversary of our first album. So if you want to check out uh, our uh, little celebration, tooting our own horn a little bit uh, on tenaciousd.com, you can see the Tenacious D Advent Calendar, and all this month because our anniversary of the first album release was uh, September twentieth, I believe. So every day uh, this month that you can go to our website and open up a door, you know, you know, those advent calendars. Yeah, of course. And so like we're on day two now and, and uh, 
uh, you open it up and you get a little pri- surprise content of Tenacious D nuggets that have never been released. Ooh, and it's pretty sick. Rad. Yeah. Wow. But, I saw uh, you, you did those animations with like a few couple years ago. Yeah. Did you see those? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Those are the pretty Tenacity wild. Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a, that was a, a record and a, a cartoon that we made that was sort of in the vein of like the Road Warrior. Because yeah. uh, it just felt like very end of the world times in 2016. And we're like, we got to do our like apocalyptic uh, <laughs> movie project. Uh, and we were proud of that. But now we're working on another album. I can't tell you about the concept because it's yes. too secret and powerful. But <laughs> yeah, what about um? You do a lot of stuff with Taylor, a lot of uh, social media stuff. Yeah. How did you come to that? Well, that was just another thing where it was like pandemic times. I'm not going to go out and make movies right now, but uh, I felt like attention uh, in the world, and I was like, you know what? We need to let off some steam and get some laughs going. I felt like it was kind of just my duty to clown. It was like, send in the clowns. Things are too dark. And I was just hit by the inspiration to just get in the Speedo because I saw some people doing the, there was like, you know, the the WAP dance challenge. And I was like, yeah, I'm throwing my hat in the WAP dance challenge (laughs) ring. So I started off just like, Spray this hose on me and film me doing the WAP dance. I'm going to dry hump the ground <laughs> in my backyard. And then it just struck a nerve and it got, it went viral and like, it got like 10 million views. And I was like, oh man, if there's only a way to keep this party going. And, and the tailor came in and was like, there is a way. Put on this Spider-Man suit I bought for you. And so then, you know, all of a sudden Spider-Man was doing the WAP and climbing up the walls and. And then it led to like a Marvel renaissance. Yeah. And I did did Iron Man and then Robert Downey Jr. gave me a shout out on Instagram, yeah. giving me the thumbs up. And I was like, oh, we're off to the races. And then I had to do Thor and I called out Chris <laughs> Hemsworth and then I uh, couldn't stop there. I had to do my favorite of all time, the Hulk from when I was a little kid. And I was like, I'm finally going to get to be the Hulk. And uh, I had my wife cover me from head to toe in green oil paint. <laughs> <laughs> every nook and cranny and she was disgusted by my weird crevices and uh we, we caught that on camera too that was good comedy uh, and then uh we capped it off with captain america uh that was taylor's idea because it yeah. was a perfect allegory because captain america is this skinny weakling that <laughs> gets the the shot that makes him into this super impervious bulletproof superhero and we're like oh my god it's perfect for the vaccination times uh we're gonna we're gonna dovetail this into a message and uh and that kind of like sealed the deal on that whole like marvel me and a speedo being marvel characters we finished (laughs) it there and we finished strong and uh yeah yeah. stevens right yep taylor stevens uh, Great he, videographer, really talented. Yeah, doing his own special um, effects and stuff. When, when yep, and, and uh, uh, he's Dwayne been the Rock he, Johnson noticed, and he was like, "Hey, uh, why don't you step up to the big league?" So he works with Dwayne the Rock sometimes. Now, no uh, hard feelings, no problem there. And Mark uh, Mosbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he works. He works with a lot of different people, and uh, he's uh, he's in demand. 
But I like to think that our special collabs are uh, his favorite to do. But yeah, probably know. more favorite than The Rock. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Dwayne The Rock. He's got like a quarter billion followers. Not that I'm keeping track of who's got the most followers, but he's got, a, he's got like the size of a small country following him. So, you know, when he like toys around with the idea of running for president, you actually have to take it seriously. Uh, it's like, wait, if everyone who's following him voted for him, then he would win in a landslide. Yeah. It's a strange time we live in. Where wow. it is a lot about popularity, about yeah, you know. True. So wow. Um uh hopefully I'll be like worse. secretary. Well, you're not, you're not of the, running for office, right? Well, no. What about governor if, of California? That's open. You could take that. Exactly. If called to service, I w- I wouldn't uh <laughs> I would vote for him immediately. Dude, governor, I voted no on the recall. I think it's really ridiculous. There's gonna be an election in twenty twenty two. Can't we just wait around a little bit? Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. Fucking politics, man. Right. I'm sick of it. I'm over the politics. Me too. But I keep getting sucked back in. Me too. <laughs> I hate that shit. What, more uh, jokes, more skateboarding. What's that? More yeah. jokes, more skateboarding. Less yeah, politics. more speedos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More speedos, less politics. Dude, well, that's, you know, that's the whole, the healing of my ankle is all about getting back to the speedo. Because the <laughs> right. country needs me. The they world do. needs me. Back in that speedo. America needs a smile on its face. What is your the speedo next, uh, does it. Okay, we know Tenacious D's got something in store. We got the advent yeah. calendar. What is the next film project? Well, I got something cooking in development that... uh uh, we're very close on, but it's not a done diddly done done deal that me and Ice Cube may be doing in Hawaii. Oh. We'll wow. see. It. I hesitate to even talk about stuff until it's a hundred percent because that's you right. never I, know. That, that, that gave us enough. Yeah, now that was hype. juicy. That was, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> Thank was, you. That's that was but some good I incentive love, to get excited. I love that project. Um, and uh, there's a couple other things that I'm not allowed to talk about because if it doesn't happen, you know how it goes. Yeah. But suffice to say, I got some thing cooking that I'm excited about. Little little cartoon here, little live action there. But um, I, I do have to thank you for agreeing to play Officer Dick in the THPS one and two remaster. Oh my God. Of course. That was one of the coolest things ever. And I remember when I asked you about it, I floated the idea and you said, I was born to play officer Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of people could say that and be sincere. It was, uh, it was good times and it was cool to get into the, into the chamber of the technology. Oh yeah. Activision. You, you get into this, you get into the sphere. Yeah. With cameras yes. everywhere. Oh, shit. To the point where you, you. kind of get vertigo, right? Because you don't really know which way is up when you're standing there. Yeah. And it was weird Hundreds because I had worked for Activision before, but it it was like, oh, my God. It was like 35 years before. Yeah, time machine. My first gig ever when I was 13 years old. What? Is that 35? What's 35 plus 13? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> And uh, and so it was a weird, like coming full circle. Cause yeah, my first Activision commercial, uh, was my first gig. When and, you were a kid, um, yeah, and it got me my SAG card. Game? 
It was called uh, Pitfall. Oh, Pitfall! And it was legendary. a rad. That was that game put for Activision Atari. on the map. Yep, twenty six hundred, and it <laughs> was cool because while we were there working on the set of your game, um, I took a poll. I said, "Everyone here, here working at Activision, who's been here the longest? Who's the longest uh, person who's worked for Activision?" And someone says, "It's me. I've worked for Activision for twenty four years." <laughs> so, and I was like. Wrong. It's me. I was here in 84. Okay. So welcome aboard, newbie. No, it was pretty dumb. <laughs> it was cool oh, to be back with Activision after all those decades. And one of the one of the pitfalls, uh, pardon the pun, um, of COVID was that you were gonna be Officer Dick and Kyle was going to be Ollie the Magic Bum which is also a character, secret and an unlockable character, Kyle Gass, KG, yeah. Rage Cage. And because of COVID, he couldn't come to the studio. Ah, they couldn't do it in time. They couldn't develop his character. I felt bad because I, I know he was excited about it. Man, he didn't get to sing with James Hetfield and he didn't make it in the yeah. video game. Yeah. And he didn't get to do our Devo collab, but we're not talking about that either. Wow. Yet another thing that he can be jealous of. And that's a bonus for me, as we've established. <laughs> I live to make Kyle jealous. Why? You're doing a great job. Why am I such a sick puppy? Why do I need that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I saw Kyle. The first time I met him was at a Cure concert. Oh, my God. And he was excited because I recognized him. Not, yes. not that he knew I was at the time, but I, I was just like, I was like, Kyle, KG. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, Tony Hawk. He's like, cool. Yeah. He's, uh, he's going on a little tour of his own. Kyle Gass saves the world. Uh, that's uh, all of Rocktober. And I feel like he's just doing it to make me jealous. <laughs> and um, He's not going out as Tanak? I don't blame him. No, but... Uh, <laughs> The other uh, half of the uh, cheek. Yeah. Anyone who's interested in rocking real hard with Cage, go check out Cage on his uh on his uh tour what right you, through. What is, He's not afraid. Like He's that. not afraid of pandemic times. He's going to rock right through it. <laughs> He's fully vaxxed. Yeah. Um, but uh go ahead and wear a mask anyway when you go to the show. What does uh, his set list look like? Do you know? I don't know, but I know that he 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 rocks solo all the time. Um and he'll 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 put together a rad show. Uh, look for it on on uh, tenaciousd.com. We got the the list of dates and stuff on. That's there. it. You know, and go support Kyle. He needs it. He he's missed yeah. out on a couple opportunities. He guys are making to it make sound me like jealous it's, too. You know? It's bad for Kyle. He's doing all right. No, I'm pretty no, sure no, he's okay. <laughs> he's in no, good. he's awesome. Yeah, uh, we love Tenacious D. Well, hey Jack, appreciate you coming on our show. Uh, first time we did a virtual guest and um, we're thankful it was you. Might not even really be him. It's virtual. I think it's him. Um, I'll leave soon. I see Let's do it in beard. person. Up close and in person next time. Yes, please. Yeah. Let's 100%. skate. 100%. And jam. I think we'll we come did back good for virtual. You know what I, I mean? You were great. Hey, feel free to snip out all the boring parts. I won't be hurt if you edit this down to a magnificent... 
20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Our, 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 uh, our audience wants more than an hour these hey. days. So we're, we're oh, giving them at least an hour. We're going to slow down the well, recording. So you're like, then Whoa, maybe we should good. talk about all my favorite things. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to books on tape lately. That's a new thing for me. I checked out the Quentin Tarantino once upon a time in Hollywood, 10 hours driving, listening to that book. You ever rock a book on tape? I actually yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's like in hell. He's like, I seriously was wrapping up this interview. Now Jack is opening up a whole new chapter. About <laughs> no, books the on last tape. book on tape, the last audio book uh, that I listened to was the Beastie Boys one. Oh, that's, which was great. A, that's a good tip. I was wondering what my next one would be. And I will they, definitely they, uh, check that. They do other very cool uh, celebrities reading it. Hell yeah. Oh, dude. I love their documentary that Spike Jones did. Yep. That was it's very beautiful. much like that. Right. Beautiful tribute to uh to MCA. MCA. And also, dude, um Seth Rogan's book on tape is rad because <laughs> it is voiced but it's narrated by Seth Rogan. I like it when the <laughs> author is the narrator, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially him. And he he's funny as hell, dude. Yeah, he's and funny. his stories. I'm always blown away by people that can write a good book about their lives because I was like, how do you remember everything? <laughs> and then I realized because they're writers, writers always keep journals and they have like oh, yeah. copious notes on everything that happened. And I, was, I get a little jealous. I was like, I wish I kept a journal so I could re- go back and remember everything. It's all yeah. lost Or at least you remember it like it actually happened. Yeah. I usually Dude, rely because on- because then when you say, hey, remember that time I flaked on you in New Zealand? I was like, yeah. wait, one second. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! I wrote a book I about it. I got a whole it. fucking chapter about, it, but I thought it's gone. Well, I'm thankful you didn't. Then I do have a funny yeah. story about Seth, though. Seth Rogan. Um, I'm I'm in touch with him once in a while on email, but whenever yeah. my at my office, Seth, who works directly for me, um, who is like the guy that handles all my schedule and travel and everything, uh, among many other duties. Whenever I send him an email, it defaults to Seth Rogen. Like on, you know, when you're selecting which Seth you're going to do <laughs> or with John. And there's been a couple of times where I almost sent him just some mundane email about a schedule or a flight. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if he got that. Like, cool, Tony. Sounds good. I'm glad you're going to Texas on Monday. <laughs> it's nice. Nice to know you still have a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> That's my that's my funny story. But I, I, that's it. It, was, it wasn't. I needed I needed it for it to have happened to tell a funnier story. I realized that as I was as it was coming out of my mouth, yeah. like it should have happened. And then he you want to email him about your interview with Jack Black and how you made a really lame story right at the end of the podcast. Well, the truth is, no, I wasn't listening to any of it, Tony. I was thinking about the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> I was. Th- this is a problem I have. Oftentimes, when I'm in a conversation, I phase out. Because I start, I have a little ADHD, and I, I feel start like thinking I do that about on the, the show. The next thing, I feel and like I have sometimes to consciously you're telling me say, something. "No, listen to the other person that's talking. <laughs> Focus on them." And I and I failed that time. Would you mind telling me that whole Seth Rogen story again from the beginning? <laughs> yes, I want to know what you were thinking about that was going to be next. I was that's thinking more some important. dumb shit about how he's like. I see him that when he's making his uh, his pottery, he's he's oh, yeah. pottery kiln guy now. What? And uh, yeah, he makes he makes uh, 
he does what like do you call it plates no he just pottery. and then i was like, also thinking about like oh i forgot to tell you about how i'm doing that movie uh, uh borderlands which is a video game movie and that is announced so i'm allowed to tell you about that that i was a uh, uh, what I is that clap trap it's a video game and it is, it's post-apocalyptic as well and uh, it's kind of like Road Warrior. And I play this like R2-D2 type robot character, Claptrap. Yes. And uh, so I just got to, everyone had to go off to like Timbuktu. I don't know where they were off in like the the uh, 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 Belarus or somewhere uh, exotic. And, um, and I got to just go over to my friend's house and do like a voice session for one hour, but I'm in just as much of the movie that's as all of the those movie. other like, people. That was your whole role. Dude, that's when I realized voiceover work rules. That's amazing. You <laughs> that's go amazing. somewhere in your pajamas for a few hours and you're done? And everyone else has to go to hell for fucking three months? <laughs> oh, I don't ever have to go back to making movies. I like just doing voice in movies. Oh, but it's because the other people are doing live action in this movie. Yes. And you're just the voice Waking of the robot. Waking up at 5 a.m. and doing Got two it. hours of makeup and hair. And I'm just like strolling into my buddy's place at noon. Sweet. And we're done at 5. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're done with a movie? Awesome. I don't know. Anyway, I hate to leave it on a note of laziness. I'm lazy and that rules. <laughs> no, that was, now no, I got to go. Got, we got... We, <laughs> yeah. oh, we got another reveal yeah. in Borderlands. That's Dude, important. See, there was boys, all from that. I'm going to go pick up my boys from school push. now. Aw. Go, Super Dad. I promised I would pick them up from school. Uh, same. My daughter gets out in an hour. So, all right. I Thanks, Jack. I feel like we did it, though. I feel like we did it doggy style. Every which way but loose. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. go with that. Just say yep. Yep. Feel free to edit that. <laughs> Anything you want to snip out. Uh, tell your boys I said what up. Hundred percent. One of them. One of them hit me up on Instagram the other day. Oh, really? I felt. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I know which one it was. Uh, hey, it was I just want to say thing. thanks for being such an inspirational rock star that doesn't act like a rock star and still sings as good as any rock star. And uh, oh, dude, you're just a great person. Thank you for existing. Dude, feelings mutual. Back at you. Hey, uh, let's let's rock, rock again soon, shall rock we? Rock for you right oh, here. Yeah. Wait. Oh, all right. <laughs> Everyone wants to do that one. I, the other one is just, the other one is just regular horns. Yeah, rock lock. All right, thanks, Jack. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bed sheets or skincare. Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.